Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me on this slumber edition is Tim. I, uh, I'm fine, how are you? I'm, I'm okay. Uh, are you, <laughs> I never ask if you, how you're doing. That's, that's not my power. <laughs> I don't do that at the start of podcasts. I try something different. I feel like everyone who does that at the start of a podcast, though, I always feel awkward about what what to respond with. I'm like, well, I don't know, I feel normal. There's, there's nothing to report. <laughs> I feel like if I if I don't sound super enthusiastic, it's, I sound like I'm being really moody, but I mean... I don't always have something to report when I'm asked how I'm feeling. Just, <laughs> just speak your truth, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I feel neutral. I feel neutral... As can be. Okay. <laughs> I feel mid. Mm. Delightfully mid. This is a horror mild. movie podcast we get together. <laughs> I appreciate you turned it into mail there. Very good, yes. Mm. yes. But there's an intro to, to, to complete here, so I'm, I'm going to steamroll ahead, Timmy. Uh, so, this is Scoots After Minute. It's a horror movie podcast. We get together, we've watched a horror movie, and we talk about it. And coming up on today's show, we are actually visiting a new entry in a franchise that we had done a long time ago. Uh, a few Octobers ago, we worked through all three Slumber Party Massacres, and would you believe it, in the year of our Lord, 2021, they have graced us with a Slumber Party Massacre reboot, uh, which is Shout Factory, or I guess Scream Factory, I assume they're branding it with. Um <laughs> And Sci-Fi, the channel, it is a straight-to-Sci-Fi mm. movie, which might ring some alarm bells for fair reasons. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. But, uh, yes, so we'll start spoiler-free, as we we always do. We'll give you warning before we get into spoilers. If you're not remembering what Slumber Party Massacre is, beyond the obvious of the title, uh, the original featured a denim-clad killer mm-hmm. who used a power drill to massacre teenagers who were, as you would guess, were having a slumber party. Uh, the sequels took it in some different directions. <laughs> um, they kept the drill part, but there was more of a a silly, like, half-musical guitar-themed vibe to the second yeah. film. I, I remember the second one very well. Uh, for the life of me, I cannot remember anything about the third one. I, I have it's to, like literally escaped my brain <laughs> i have to admit like i remember thinking it was all right but definitely the least interesting of the three and it, yeah. I, I yeah i agree i don't really remember much about the third one off the top of my head but uh i don't remember it being i mean none of them are technically good movies per se but you know what i mean like i don't remember it being right. like painfully bad to watch right i think compared to the first two <laughs> it just wasn't as interesting or memorable clearly so um but yes yeah, so, so we have this new reboot of it and i was curious going to this because like, when i read the description i actually thought it might be doing like an incontinuity thing because like I, I read mm-hmm. oh someone returns to this place 30 years after their mother was attacked by a, a driller killer and i thought oh 30 years that may actually like is this might be the daughter of a character in one of the original films and it's not it's a new character uh they sort of do their own prologue set in the past at the start of this movie uh, but it does feature a group of late teens, early college age. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit ambiguous, honestly, as to exactly what age they are. Uh, going out to a cabin to have a girl's weekend. Uh, there's some twists and turns. 
but of course, once again, the killer, the driller killer, Russ, is back <laughs> uh, and murders are afoot. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there is there is some swerves in this uh, that shake things up a little <laughs> bit, and we can't really talk about them until spoilers, but uh, do be known that they are there. It's, a, it's, it's got a bit more going than just those killings going on in the woods. Uh, and yes. To be fair, this, this, I mean, it's not a new setting for a slasher movie. Far from it. But it is new for this franchise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, well, because yeah, the first one is just like a house and, you know, suburbs. And yeah. uh, the second one was also a house, but it was like a like a fancy house, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it's... um, and, and this is maybe one of my big complaints about the movie is I don't know if I would consider this a slumber party, like I feel like a slumber mm. party has to be at someone's house, right? Like if you're going to a cabin in the woods, like that's gotta be like, I would call that like a weekend getaway a or a road trip. Yeah. yeah like yeah. that's not a slumber party. Yeah. I mean, I mean, slumber party is a, is a title is a very American thing. We never call anything a slumber party, you know, growing up here, but <clears throat> I, I don't know. Is, you know, I mean, I hope this doesn't come off as sexist, but our slumber parties, is that like a, a girl thing? Because I, I feel like mm. growing up, we always had sleepovers. I never... Yeah. It, it probably is. Maybe it's like a combination of being skewed more towards girls, but also being like mm. a, an older thing. Like maybe, maybe like by the time we were kids having these types of things, they weren't called that anymore. Or at least in the US, maybe they were never called that here, but... Yeah, sleepover. Uh, they had to rebrand because slumbers slumbering was no longer cool. <laughs> Sleeping <laughs> was the new thing. Well, they had to rebrand it because it was getting too associated with the word massacre. So they had to. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Which is why we should make a movie called Sleepover Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> which is completely not not you know ripping anything off. It's completely original idea. Nothing's ever been done in that genre before. <laughs> we'll have it take place in Texas. <laughs> The Texas Sleepover Massacre. (laughs) (laughs) Where the killer kills them with sleepovers. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Leatherface only killed one person with a chainsaw in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so it wouldn't even be comparatively that disingenuous to to call it the Sleepover Massacre and have no sleepover-related deaths. That's true. Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. You know, that's fine so yes uh but there is you could use a sleeping bag but that's kind of jason's thing this is a very adjacent thing i, I would say the, the first thing i'd say is that this is definitely in in tone with like the originals in that it has both a little bit of the first film in it and it also has a little bit of the the comedy meta stuff from the second film where it's almost like a cartoon at points with some of its jokes or logic and there are definitely jokes there's definitely things that are meant to be played for laughs um so it's got a little bit of the dna of the films and it does kind of feel like the director here uh danishka esterzy i'm probably butchering that name but uh forgive me uh who continues the the this uh, franchise all being directed by women which is which it doesn't surprise me in this one because there's definitely some sort of meta modern modern stuff in this one that kind of pokes fun mm-hmm. at the the genre tropes but when you watch the original slumber party massacre it's like well, this is a woman directed this this is like <laughs> every other sleazy slasher movie what's going on um hey women can be sleazy too <laughs> sure yeah yeah <laughs> it's just it's just surprising in this context it's, I mean, arguably, this one's sleazy from a feminine perspective. 
Mm. <laughs> Admittedly, it's kind of the joke in a lot of ways. It's just you know, it's more of a more of a joke than it is a a genuine attempt at sleaze. Not everyone okay. cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. But, I mean, it, it all ties into the, as you put it, the swerve, which <laughs> we can't really get into at the moment. The swerve. God, God, I wish I could talk about it right now, but we, we, we simply can't. We must, we must wait for spoilers. God damn it! I suppose I'll just ask the question, Timmy. Uh, what are your yeah. general feelings on the 2021 version of Slumber Party Massacre? Uh, in terms of like regular movies, uh, I thought it was okay. In mm-hmm. terms of like movies on the Sci-Fi Channel, I would say you know it's a masterpiece. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a uh, Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I mean I would gladly watch this like a million times before having to watch like a whatever Sharknado, Lavantula, <laughs> whatever <laughs> like those other movies are. Um, they they do have like other they do. I was kind of um you know breezing through uh the app because. I, yeah, I can't just watch stuff now. I have to every time I need to watch something, I have to download a new app. Uh, on the T, everything has an app. I have these apps <laughs> on my phone, on, on my TV. It's ridiculous. Like, it, it's it sucks because I, honestly, I would just love to watch everything on my PlayStation, but you know, there's not, it doesn't have apps for everything. So it's, sometimes it's like, all right, well, if I want to watch this, I got to go to the PlayStation. If I want to watch this, then I got to go to the Apple TV. It's uh, it's getting ridiculous. I don't know what we're gonna do. Um. But yeah, I was looking at some of the other stuff on the app, and they do have some good stuff on there. Like the boy was on there, the new Leprechaun oh, movie was on I, there. I, so <laughs> I was like, you know, all right, not all sci-fi movies are bad, but obviously those aren't sci-fi original movies. So, um, no, uh, you know, I I I'd heard like some pretty decent buzz about this. Like I, I think uh, <laughs> this came out around the same time as uh, another you know big return to a big franchise uh, horror movie. So that was taking up a lot of the discussion last week um but in between those those little cracks of uh you know of, of people screaming evil dies tonight there there are some people that are whispering you know hey this you know slumber party massacre <laughs> remake's actually not that bad and uh and yeah i mean i, I agree I, I do think it's um you know it, it definitely does feel like you know like you know, uh, like a low budget movie uh which you know sometimes works in its favor um and uh you know, there again, it's kind of hard to talk about because there's so much of kind of what makes it interesting and unique is um, that kind of like a uh, twist or subversion uh, kind of thing that happens um, halfway ish through or so, uh, which I did think was neat. It was kind of an interesting idea. And there's like a lot of comedy and stuff in it. I don't think, just for me personally, sometimes the comedy was like a little too much, like, um, uh, there's some things like I feel like especially with a lot of like the boy stuff in the boy cabin and like guy one and guy two like I was trying to get like all right guy we get the joke uh, come on uh, but uh, but then there's other parts where I did laugh so some of it did work for me um, but yeah I mean uh, uh, sorry if I don't sound too enthusiastic I, I didn't hate it but I also didn't think it was like the best thing in the world it, it's it's a very good like yeah uh, I guess like <laughs> stumbling across cross it on sci-fi kind of watch you know mm. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i think the the first that i have in terms of compliments is that unlike a lot of reboots or remakes I, this does kind of feel like the people making it actually wanted to oh, pay yeah. homage to, to like <laughs> it felt like a bit of a love letter in a lot of ways which i wasn't expecting yeah. like of all the franchises that have had remakes where like 
you know, Halloween remake where it feels like it's shitting all over the original or, you know, just these bland generic things that are just sort of like taking the property and just churning out a movie like Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, Slumber Party Massacre, of all of them, is the one where it feels like the director and writer were intentionally putting in things and, like, references and nods and... It's a very good point. Try yeah. to keep the tone of, of what that movie was. And even a bit yeah. of the second one, which is one that a lot of people remember, even more so mm-hmm. than the first one, so... Uh, well, I mean, I'll say it right now. I did not expect the killer to be wearing denim, but sure enough, <laughs> the all denim killer is back, and that was kind of like I kind of popped a little bit when I saw him in his denim jacket. Popped a little bit. Popped, yes. It's a wrestling term. It means that it's when the crowd cheers when you. Oh, it's, it's, it's like... I thought it meant like you came or something. <laughs> no, it does not. Mean that. <laughs> pretty decent uh, overall i think there's things that i like quite a bit about it there's definitely moments that i, I found myself smiling at the the referencing or uh, not referencing the original although there's a couple of those that made me smile but more referencing of like genre tropes and how it was subverting yeah. them um there's a couple of nice little jokes here or there there's a couple of fun kills uh the cg on the kills is, you know, is a little bit here or there but it's it's, it's one of those things where I appreciate because I was kind of worried that because it was technically going straight to sci-fi that it was going to be very mm-hmm. neutered. And maybe there's a couple of kills that arguably are a little neutered, but it, but then there's other kills that clearly aren't. There's other kills where they clearly yep. just did what they wanted to and it's fine. So it's like, oh, okay, I, I guess it's just... They're just picking and choosing and keeping some mystery to some of them, which is fine. Um, they did but, have to blur the butt, though. Yeah, I wonder, because I, I noticed today, because we both watched, obviously, the sci-fi version, and I, mm-hmm. I noticed today that Shout put a, a tweet saying, oh, hey, it's available, like, at regular on-demand places now. So I wonder <laughs> if you get it on, like, iTunes or wherever, if that's still pixelated, or if... Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe that's just the, the joke, because it is pixelated, so it makes it look dirtier, almost. <laughs> I that's true. I, yeah. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's possible. Uh, yeah. But yes, maybe maybe you'll get uncensored dude's ass and <laughs> and the uh, the non sci fi version. But mm-hmm. um, I you know I think there's some ropey acting here or there, uh, which you know, it, I mean I'd say none of the acting is particularly good, but there's like a couple of like uh, you know pretty bad <laughs> actors here or there as well. I I, I think most uh, I I liked all the um, the the women characters. Mm. Uh, the yeah, it was it was more I I feel like the actual guys and stuff that um yeah like where i noticed more of like kind of the bad acting but i think maybe that might have been kind of part of like you know trying to kind of you know subvert tropes though like i i wonder if maybe that was a little intentional to have kind of you know like you like usually in the horror movies you have like a lot of um you know uh especially like when you're dealing with like you know kind of like you know 80s slasher kind of tropes and you have like you know more like kind of the ditzy like hot girls and stuff and i i feel like maybe they're kind of trying to do that like with a lot of like the guy characters here uh here in this yeah yeah i guess i i, I did <laughs> i mean it works in moments but there's definitely other times where it just felt like it was just hamming up a little bit too much for uh, sure yeah. but I, I also do think it looks quite cheap which isn't a problem because it's not like the originals were were expensive <laughs> movies uh, yeah. But I do think that there's a problem with modern cheap and that it does just kind of come off looking like a, a, a TV show 
most of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I do think sci-fi streaming quality is leaves a little to be desired. The the, the dark scenes especially <laughs> looked kind of pixelated and kind of murky. Mm. Uh, you know, not not crystal clear or anything like that. And it's it's one of those things where I'll I'll take the the grainy of a low budget film from a time when stuff was shot on film over digital like noise and digital pixelation is far far more or less visually appealing to me uh but so well, so, as, uh, so i had a kind of crappy look to it most of the time yeah well as uh you know jack once told kate you know uh we gotta go back we you know they had to go back to the island and, and we gotta go back to film uh-huh yes uh <laughs> i i'm on board with reference this. from lost <laughs> I, I, yes, I, I got the Lost reference, yes. yes I, I, did, I did watch Lost uh, quite religiously uh, when it was airing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and then now, now that makes us kind of old, because we watched Lost as it aired. Now, now all the all the little Zoomers there, Lost is like a retro show to them now. I have, like, uh, I, I don't buy, like, a lot of stuff on iTunes, but I have, like, one like episode of lost that i bought on itunes because i missed it and it was like <laughs> you know and that that was like I, I think i was in college at the time and you know obviously i didn't have like dvr or tivo or whatever in college and there was no demand at the time so i so i was like i actually bought an episode of the tv show on itunes oh really i mean it was like the season premiere or something so i was like stoked do you remember how much no. that individual episode cost oh god i mean it's it's probably like and like not like super expensive, but it's probably like five bucks or something. Okay, I'm just I'm just curious what the price was like back back when it was there. I feel like it's like two or three dollars an episode if you're not. But I mean, it's stupid to do yeah. that. You just buy the season; it's much cheaper. <laughs> but, right, right, right. Uh, but yes, so yeah, so it it, it looks kind of crappy most of the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and not just like it's because there's obviously some very good looking TV shows. I don't want to throw all TV under the bus here, but it looked like yeah, it it, it looked like, like a. Lost. I, I, what? Like Lost is a good-looking TV show. <laughs> sure, sure, yes. Lost was often a good-looking TV show. Uh, but, like, I, I guess, you know, sci-fi, I guess is what I'm getting at here. A lot of sci-fi shows look like Chucky. this. Yes. Chucky, Chucky, to a point. I'd say Chucky looks better than this. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> Chucky's a good-looking show. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't say Chucky's a good-looking show. I'd say it's better than this. I'd say Chucky's about average. <laughs> okay okay <laughs> do you watch the day of the dead show yet i i haven't you know what i i i didn't hear good things and uh no one was talking about it so i did not make it a priori okay, okay. did you watch it uh no but i feel like my, my curiosity is, is kind of getting the better of me i'm not like super excited for it but now that I got this app on my TV, I guess I might as well use it. The disdain of which you say, now I have this app on my TV, <laughs> I might as well use it, is palpable to me. Palpable. A lot of palp. A lot of palp. So, yes. Uh, but, so, that, that to weigh in the negatives too much, though, because there are positives here. I, I do think yeah. that uh, it's an easy watch. It, it moves fairly brisk. I will say that it does kind of shake things up more than once where there's a point where it feels like it really should be ending, but there's like 30 minutes left. And not in the sense that you're ready for it to end, more that it's like, wait, mm -hmm. the, 
after this, how does this? What's the what's the last half hour going to be if this is where we are now? Kind of feeling, and admittedly, I do think that last chunk is probably the weakest section of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess it's partly because it's it's the part that has to try and take itself a bit more seriously and sort of like sort of yeah. until it does more of a threat. And this movie was never good at doing that. This movie was good at playing you know playing games with the, the tropes and having fun with the the slasher villain stuff and the, the kills and the cheesiness and, and i will also say there's kind of there's basically i would there's kind of like two like big surprises uh, in the in the movie so the one that you kind of find out halfway through that did actually get me mm-hmm. uh, but then the second one you kind of get in this like last little chunk like this last third or whatever uh i, I thought that one was like a lot more obvious so then it was kind of like when they're taking their time getting to it, I, I did kind of feel like, all right, let's hurry it up. Yeah, I think we kind of know where this is going. I kind of, I mean, there's part of it that I kind of appreciate and it's kind mm-hmm. of riffing on another horror movie a little mm-hmm. bit. And I sure. can kind of appreciate that. But yeah, the actual playing out of it wasn't that exciting or, or entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that, yeah, the last like 25 minutes are easily the weakest section of the movie. Mm-hmm. And... You know, going back to it feeling like a TV show, it does kind of feel like a bit of the other market. You know, it kind of wrapped up. <laughs> it kind of yeah. wrapped up there, and it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, would have, it, it would have been much of a dramatic ending, I might if it wrapped up there, but still. Yeah. But and again, I, I do feel bad if it's coming off a little too negative, because overall, I did enjoy this movie. I wouldn't say I you know hated it or disliked it at all. Um, But yeah, it, it's just, it, it definitely has, you know, like, it's not perfect. It has some flaws and right. stuff, but it's like ba- you said, it's perfectly enjoyable. <laughs> it's better than Halloween Kills, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah without a doubt. I, I mean, take that. I, I, who would have thought that, like, you know, the big, uh, you know, uh, like theater opening uh, how, next installment in the Halloween franchise would be a lot worse than the, you know, <laughs> straight to sci fi Slumber Party Massacre remake? It is a surprise to be sure. It is a slumber party treat. <laughs> Not a trick. You treat. Right. <laughs> yes. So I'll try to tie it into Halloween, everyone. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, we probably have to get into it. Uh, there's not really much more we can talk about with the, <laughs> without talking about the actual Finally, yes. <laughs> uh, elements of the movie and to get to spoilers. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just, you know, it, it's, it's worth watching. It's worth watching. Uh, just one final thing in terms of it feeling like a TV show is that they also have built an ad break kind of moments where it kind of fades to black yeah. like, like a cliffhanger. And that really, like, you know, it's like, okay, all right, it's a TV movie. Like, you don't have to beat me over the head with the fact that it's a TV movie. Yeah, th- like this month, I've probably watched more commercials than I have in like the last 10 years <laughs> combined. <laughs> So I've been watching, yeah, I've been watching Chucky on live TV. So there's like commercials on that. There's commercials on this. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Tubi, which uh, mm-hmm. has commercials. <laughs> Peacock had commercials when I was watching Halloween Kills. <laughs> oh, really? You didn't go for the premium Peacock? You you just got the commercial version? Well, yeah, the, uh, yeah, cause whatever the, the like cheapest version I had, which I think was like five bucks or something, but you have commercials and then. Whatever the next tier up is, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. You watch the a brand new movie day one on release day at home with commercials. 
<laughs> interrupted that's kind of funny yeah now it's not even so much the commercials themselves that's the problem uh it's it's more that it, it's built like a, a network tv show not not like a sure. movie that's been split up after the fact where mm-hmm. it builds to these little cliffhangers for the ad breaks uh with the exception of one that just took place in the middle of a chase and it kind of felt like oh we did another ad break in there shit we didn't build something in uh just sort of fade to black and have a sting and then we'll, <laughs> we'll continue the chase immediately after uh, that was a weird sort of, but I don't know, it's, it's one of those little things that just, it, it feels like the, the format's kind of getting in the way a little bit. I, I, I do think, I'd almost like to see it slightly re-edited, not by much, just a, just a little bit to kind of mm-hmm. minimize those ad break pauses and just those little things that kind of make it feel more TV show-esque. Because uh, it, it kind of ruined the pacing at points, uh, I felt. So... I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yes, like go on it, Tom. <laughs> I'll talk to uh, some of the people at Shout. Yes. Uh, so I, I, but I do wonder if there's any difference in the uh, the non-sci-fi version. <laughs> like, if you if you get it on iTunes now or rent it, whatever. Like, do you get the same uh, little breaks? Not not like actual ad breaks, but the little like you know the sting in the fade to black or the DX. <laughs> I, I imagine you probably do, but. There's always the chance they they've got a slightly different edit for uh, the non-TV version, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be curious. I'd be curious if anyone checks out that version. Uh, do let us know in the comments because I'm I'm genuinely Please. interested. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's let's talk about spoilers. Spoilers for Slumber Party Massacre 2021. Uh, so there's a sort of five. Well, that's more like ten minutes. Ten minute prologue segment at the start, uh, which is the Slumber Party which we hear is in the 90s. I mean, I guess no one had their phones out, so that's what tells you it's a period piece. <laughs> not, nothing about the clothes or what they were talking about I don't think stuck out to me as being 90s-esque, but, you know, whatever. Uh, they're in a cabin in the woods, so I guess it's less obvious. They're in, they're in nature. Nature's, nature looks pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> to, to the I present agree. day. Uh, but, yes, so... So they're having a slumber party having pizza whatever uh the main first thing to talk about is that uh the girl who goes out to the car like runs into her ex-boyfriend and the ex-boyfriend's th- there for reasons uh try to make up with her because he cheated on her some 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 uh his acting i thought was particularly bad in this scene uh and i was like oh no <laughs> like i got i got, I got concerned because <laughs> it was like the very first scene with dialogue in the movie but the reason why i'm even setting this up and explaining this is because there's a whole beat with this character that I really want to discuss, which sure. is, <laughs> so the girl goes back inside and all the girls in their pajamas and underwear start dancing. And it's kind of, it's like a, it's almost like a homage to the classic slumber party massacres because this ex-boyfriend goes over to the window and he starts watching. And I'm like, oh, okay. This was a scene that was in a couple of the uh, originals where there'd be guys watching the girls through the window. Uh, this takes it one step further where he starts to undo his zip and <laughs> is going to just knock one out right there through the window <laughs> sure <laughs> so what i want to talk about though is actually <laughs> that as he's doing this he notices that in the opposite window on the other side of this cabin the killer is watching and he gets very offended and he says oh who is this sick pervert and sort of storms <laughs> around to go and like you know scare off whoever this other guy is and I'm like, you were just doing the same thing. 
<laughs> like, in fact, you were. Yeah. <laughs> if it was worse, because you were actually uh, going to tarry yourself, you might have just been peeping. Which I mean, it's not much better, but it's it's objectively <laughs> less bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think this was intentional. It's a, I think it's a joke. <laughs> no, it, it is a joke, I, but I, I just. It, I, just the way he stormed off like an outrage like oh this pervert yeah. i'm going to show him <laughs> like i want to show him uh i, I think uh, yeah i guess it's commented on you know guys who talk mm-hmm. the game but are actually just as skeevy as someone else like you know i, I, yeah. I get what it's doing but um like the, this character was like not self-aware I, mean, I, I think if this came after we met all the other guys later on in the movie mm-hmm. i probably wouldn't have even thought much of this and i just got in the joke yeah. and moved on but because this is the first male character we see in the movie it really stuck out to me <laughs> just how oblivious <laughs> he was uh but he gets killed obviously uh and then the girls kind of quickly get killed off one by one some off camera uh it's not really until there's the girl who goes to open the door at the front who gets the drill all the way through her neck uh, I thought this looked... I mean, it looks a little bit fake, don't get me wrong, but I thought the overall idea of it was quite fun, which is you can actually kind of see the drill poking through the back of her neck for a bit before it actually comes through. So you see, yeah. you, so you get kind of like a lump almost, and then it pops through. Uh, I thought that was fun. Yeah. No, yeah, not bad. And it's like the... Yeah, it's a little tough, because like a lot of the gore... Yeah, it does... Like, I don't know how much, if any, of it was really practical um you know it does look mostly cg cg but like uh but it's not like horrible and like i've definitely seen like a lot worse i think it helps they don't keep the camera on it for too long in a single sure. take yeah. you kind of cut around they, you know, they try and obscure it as best they can uh whilst mm-hmm. uh, you know for certain kills making it feel like you're still seeing a lot like this one because because i yeah. was a little bit worried after because when the guy dies at the window i thought ah oh, you kind of you don't really see anything it's just kind of over <laughs> there um but what I do want to say, though, is that the killer himself, I actually love the killer's performance. Uh, he, he does this thing where he just always has this kind of like, yeah. like kind of like tilted head, kind of like demented looking down at whoever he's looking at. And actually, uh, when he goes to kill uh, our sort of, you know, quote unquote final girl at the start of the movie, mm-hmm. um, he says, I love you before he does it in a sort of really kind of soft voice and I'd forgotten he'd done this so later on in the movie when he did it again where he says oh you're all so beautiful I was like oh yeah I forgot he talked at the start it was kind of a surprise and I, I couldn't remember is this like a thing from the first movie I don't like, remember did, he, I don't did remember. he ever say I love you I, yeah I don't remember yeah. I, maybe, maybe he did it, it, it feels so specific that maybe he did say that once in, in the first movie yeah. Um, yeah, the, it, it was hard to tell if it was like a reference or something. But uh, I mean, yeah, either, either way, though, I I liked it as well. Like, it is very weird and creepy and like kind of off-putting. Like, yeah, because he's obviously he's doing these very horrific things and he has like this very big drill. And just like looking at him, yeah, you kind of expect he's going to have like, if he does speak, that he'll have like a big gruff voice. But yeah, just this very soft kind of like high little voice just saying like, I love you. It's like, I was like oh, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, and the movie does not hide the uh, the phallic like symbolism of the drill. Oh sure, <laughs> uh, you know the fact the fact that he's not even just got like a regular little power drill. He's got this big, you know, mm-hmm. what yeah. two foot long drill, whatever it is. Like it's you know it's it's intentionally oh, it's a, super phallic. It's, yeah, it's very huge. <laughs> and, and, and there's a lot of there's even like the direct dialogue later on about uh, you know I'm going to give this to you. And then, and then the drill stops working and she's like, oh, performance issues? And, you know, like, 
uh they're not shy about uh dealing with uh in, ma- in many ways the movie is kind of a play on like weird toxic masculinity uh oh, sure. maybe not all the time but I'll, whenever there's a male character on screen there's definitely <laughs> uh so, some ideas and thoughts uh <laughs> kind of poking fun at that at, it, if, at the very least so yeah i mean uh, i'll admit when he first appeared on screen i i did say uh wow when you look at the size of that drill I'm sure you said that in the exact same way. And, and I'm sure your wife gave you the side eye. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, no. I bet your wife went, nah, I've seen bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a line later in the movie, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Referring to a statue. Um, so, anyway, to the... the I actually kind of liked how the the final girl here gets away. She she actually she gets like a, like a, a tin of food and puts it on the end of the drill when he tries to drill her, and then it gets yeah. stuck in the end, and he, he has to kind of like pull it off. It won't spin with the thing on the end. She she basically puts like a like a like a muzzle or whatever. I don't know, like whatever you want to call it, it on the end of the drill. <laughs> well, no, because yeah. well, no, the silencer lets the gun function. <laughs> yeah, well, it kind of looks like a. A silence. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and the drill's so big that he's having to actually kind of stretch to like, he has to like sort of bring it in a bit yeah. to stretch and like pull the tin off. But they, they it looks a... cool in the movie, but it's not the most practical no. weapon. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, he just, he's really like, he, he's really attached to using that drill uh, as a killer. Uh, unlike the second killer later on. We're in spoilers, so I can say that. Uh, who's, a, who's a lot more open to different weapons and tools and devices but uh yeah he has the showdown with the girl on the on the pier uh she's able to kick him into the into the water and it kind of it's sort of like okay everyone just presumes that he died uh and the, the titles play out as he's like slowly sinking into the water and then we cut to present day and it's actually the daughter of the survivor who is our our main character in present day and she's going with her friends uh for a weekend her mother's super, you know, nervous about it, and she has, like, four locks on her door and all the rest of it. But she meets up with her friends, one of her friends' little sister, uh, who's, like, a teenager, snuck into the car, and they all end up having to sort of just say, okay, well, we're too far now, turning back's going to take too long. Let's just keep her with us. And, you know, it, it, there's a lot of this, and then it does a sort of jump joke cut to, like, the car being broken down and, like, them having it checked because something's not working. You need a part, the fluid, something, something. I don't know, cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... It's like a leak in the radiator hose or something. This actually had the first joke in it, though, that I really liked this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got the mechanic who's kind of, like, explaining, ah, you know, this isn't really a, you know, a, a service station anymore. It's just a... You know, it's it's just for getting fuel, yeah. yeah. Um, and like, oh, but we need to. Say, well, there's a place over there, but they won't have the part until you know they'll have to get it delivered or whatever. It'll take at least a day. And mm-hmm. the girl who I'll I'll call this slutty one, although technically it's a bit of an act, but the mm-hmm. the slutty girl who's wearing a top from the original, actually, the the shirt she's wearing was what, what one of the characters in the original movie wears. Oh, wow. um, but she sort of like pulls her top down a little bit and squeezes her boobs together and says. Uh, how about now? And the guy <laughs> completely just deadpan goes, I'll see how that's going to help. <laughs> Actually, that was a funny... That's funny. Yeah, yeah, that was a good joke. It was, 
You know, I think it's because you expect so many characters in this to be complete sleazeballs that this guy just being, like, normal and be like, uh, yeah, that's not really gonna affect the fact that the part is still needed. Like, I can't, yeah. I, I can't, I can't make it appear because your boobs are nice. Like, it, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> and, and again, it's just kind of a nice, like, subversion of, of that trope where, yeah, mm. I feel like in a lot of these movies you'll see like these you know the, these hot teens or whatever like are stopping somewhere to get fuel and there's like you know a creepy redneck that hits on one of them and they're disgusted and then uh yeah it's just kind of like a nice little opposite of that yeah yeah uh so some stuff here with them they meet the woman who like gives it because they don't actually make it to the place they're supposed to go uh, technically i say technically because it turns out they wanted to break down and <coughs> go to this place more on that in a minute mm. but yeah, so the next part of the movie is them being introduced to this this house by the lake that they're being allowed to stay in for the night, and they start drinking, they're dancing, uh, the mechanic shows up to drop off the part and gets killed by our driller killer. Uh, you don't really see this one. You see the aftermath of it, though, when you see his eyes been drilled out, which is, you know, fun enough. I think it's kind of interesting here that, like, um, you don't really see uh or at least I, I don't think that you see much of the killer but the like gas station guy knows who he is because you see as soon as like he sees him he's like oh, very nervous and like oh i'm mm. sorry i didn't realize you'd be here i'll uh let me let me leave uh but yeah it doesn't get away <laughs> presumably he's still been working in town although that said though uh, lots of other people seem to know who he is exactly like he's the killer so that they know his name yeah, so that's a bit weird yeah the, the, i think one thing that was kind of I don't want to say like confusing like it's not like it was hard to follow but one thing I wasn't sure about in the movie was exactly like how active this killer is because I I mean first of all I thought he died in the beginning so I was kind of surprised when you know he was back but like you know without any explanation or whatever just like uh, okay and then yeah also presumably like it seems like people know who he is like around town and stuff so it's just like all right, does he do this often? Like, no one does anything? Like, obviously, it's like a small town or whatever, but he's just kind of allowed to do whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they did, they did mention that there's like 20 women have went missing over the last 30 years mm -hmm. in this area. So mm -hmm. that, that implies that he's at least killing one every year or two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, assuming that they're all, it's all him that's responsible. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one or two are... So some traveling killer or yeah oh for sure you gotta figure that. Or, or, or you know or maybe a bear <laughs> like there's, sure yeah there's, there's bears in the woods there's other reasons that there's bears in the yeah. woods they may or may not defecate in the woods sure sometimes yeah yeah when the occasion calls for it <laughs> the occasion being nature of course right <laughs> We can move on now. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean this part of the movie is just kind of there's some there's occasionally some lines that are amusing from the characters. Uh, mm -hmm. Like one girl's kind of the ditzy one. The, the the younger one who sort of tagged along uh, is kind of always not being a little shit per se, but just kind kind of like always having kind of a an attitude, always having a little bit yeah. of a contrarian opinion to the to the older kids. Uh, if they're even kids at this point, I don't even know. Um, but the, it's the younger one who finds the body of the mechanic 
and his eyes are missing. They've been drilled out, uh, and blood pours out of his eyes all over her face. And I was like, okay, all right, we're getting into some hijinks now. <laughs> and she comes back and explains that there's a killer out there, the mechanic's dead, and she, she, she's like, okay, I've been listening to this podcast. Well, I don't know what it is about horror movie reboots and podcasting being such a big plot point but she's like oh, i've been listening to this true crime podcast about the serial killer who you know attacked these la-. she doesn't seem to know that her sister's friend is the daughter of the survivor of this massacre <laughs> that doesn't seem to yeah. be something she knows uh but she goes on like a rant and then it's revealed all the all the girls then pull out weapons and it's revealed that they actually sabotaged their car because they wanted to try and mimic the events of the original massacre as much as they could to lure the killer Believing he's alive, why? Why they? I mean, I guess it's because there's more people have been missing in the last twenty years. I guess that's why they think he's alive, but mm-hmm. they don't really go into it too much. Let's not think about it too much. Um, <laughs> but they're like, no, we're here. We're, we're we're here to lure the killer and kill him. We're gonna kill that son of a bitch. And like this is, and it turns out they've not been drinking alcohol. They've been drinking water and alcohol bottles because they wanted to look like they're drinking alcohol. Uh, it's it's a little bit of a final girls kind of thing. Like, oh, we need to lure mm-hmm. him in with tropes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of funny. And then, uh, yeah, and and if you like, you back up a little bit, like five, like whatever, five ish minutes beforehand, like it, it, I I did find those scenes like kind of weird. Like they're just like dancing around, uh, and being like very, like cliche girls at a slumber party. And it is kind of weird because like, well, earlier when they were in the car, like they kind of seemed like normal <laughs> girls, and and now like they're really playing up these stereotypes and stuff um and just being like yeah very ditzy and just like doing this silly dancing around the music and it's kind of like oh this is weird um but then um it's nice when you get this little reveal because then it's like oh okay that's why like that felt so off because okay they're playing a part and they're they're trying to lure him and it kind of immediately is okay this is interesting you're doing something different with this movie i'm kind of intrigued now and then, like, a couple of guys show up at the door. Uh, you know, the little sister did see one of them across the water uh, briefly mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, and it's basically two guys. There's a group of five of them over in the, the house across the lake. And mm-hmm. they're there to say hi. And I think this middle section is definitely my favorite part of the movie from the, the reveal of, like, why they're there. Um, sure. and But it's not even just that on its own, though. It's like, I, I think some of the stuff with these guys is kind of delightfully, weirdly amusing. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as they open the door... And we're, we're interested in these two guys. The, the the guy with the glasses, like, when he's introduced to them and they're all standing there, he just kind of awkwardly pauses and then goes, I have a girlfriend. And then, <laughs> like, they all just kind of awkwardly stare. And I'm like, okay, that was kind of funny. I don't, I, I, don't know, I don't know why it's funny, but it's a little bit funny. Um, and then they come in and the girls are basically trying to, some of them are trying to keep them there because, like, well, they can't, we can't let them go wandering around. There's a killer outside. Like, it's not safe. We have to... You know, we're not, we're not here to let other people get killed, so we should do the yeah. right thing. But then, you know, the main girl's kind of like, ah, nah, nah, nah. Like, this is, we've got a plan. We should stick to the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we should let them go. And sure enough, they do. Uh, but it's all this stuff that comes after uh, where I was like, okay, they're kind of teasing things that are, like, when it comes to the guys and they're in their, their cabin and... They're trying to rip the pillow. I thought, oh, is this like a joke? This is like the the, the guy version of a pillow fight. Is them like like daring each other? Like, oh, I bet you can't rip a pillow open with your bare hands. Like, is this yeah. the macho version of the pillow fight? <laughs> um, but it went one step further when the girls do decide to come over and try and help them and sort of tell them what's going on. Uh, they get to the window and we get a proper subversion where they're the ones outside the window looking in 
as we get this ridiculous slow motion sequence after the pillow's been ripped and the feathers are flying everywhere in slow motion where they are legitimately having a pillow fight. The guys who've, who, for no reason, have all taken their tops off, which, again, is a wonderful reference because that's something that happened uh, in some... Like... I think Summer Park Massacre 2, I remember thinking, why are they just taking their tops off and doing this in their underwear? <laughs> this makes no sense. Uh, same thing with the guys here. Like, it's a it's a, it's a funny subversion. It's, I think yeah. it works well enough on its own, but I think if you've seen the originals, this is especially funny. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, you know, I I, I was into most of this stuff. I, I mean, you, you kind of implied you hated the, the, the constant joke about guy yeah. one and guy two. That really got me. That that was just annoying. And, it, like, not even like it's, like, a horrible joke, but I think just a lot of the way it was being delivered is it was, like, very, like, winky, like, to the camera, like, get it? Like, they're both named, like, you know, Guy, and it's, like, oh, like, a generic, like, you know, this is just, like, you know, Guy 1 gets killed off, Guy get you know 2 gets killed off. Like, it's just all very, I, I don't know, just too a little too in-your-face and kind of repetitive for me that... that this was one joke I, I really didn't like, which, um, hey, you know, it's it, not not everything worked. But again, a lot of the stuff beforehand, though, I did think was really funny. Like, yeah, like the slow motion pillow, you know, stuff was funny. And a lot of the jokes beforehand worked. It's just, yeah, this one just wasn't for me. Yeah, I think it's a version that works. Like later on, the guy with the glasses, when he gets killed because he goes for a shower, like we just have, that's, he's the one who like, oh, strips right, yeah. down. And it's just kind of like, oh, this is just him getting naked for no reason. Or even like right after yeah. the pillow fight, when the girls come in, and there's like a weird scene where the, the lights are going off and on and uh, the killer comes in and like murders one of the guys and they have this conversation afterwards where it becomes like the girls explain that they've got a plan that they've came here to track this killer down and the guys all know who the killer is because they're all fans of this podcast they're doing like this this tour of like oh this is like famous murder locations kind of thing <laughs> um yeah. which okay fair enough <laughs> but yeah uh, so so that's why they're there and I, but I enjoyed when, it, again, it kept kind of, like, playing into, like, the subverting the tropes where the guys basically agree that the girls, okay, that's a good plan, but then immediately start making their own plan because they're the men. And they start going, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go down here, you two go there, and you two go there, and we'll, 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 we'll try to... And the guy who's given it all these orders is holding this ridiculous guitar as a weapon, which, again... A little homage to the the second film. Yeah, that, uh, that was the same guitar that the killer used in that one, right? It wasn't the same, no. It, it was it was oh, okay. as silly as that one, but it wasn't the same. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I mean, not and not just because there was no drill head. I I think the even the body oh, right. was a little bit different, but I, 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 it was it was clearly you know winking back to that though. It's supposed to be about that, yeah. Yeah, uh, but there was a lot of little details here where. They try to form this plan, and the girls sort of butt in and go, hey, you're being stupid. We already have a plan. No one should split up. <laughs> and the guy who's been saying all these orders is putting on his zipper, and he's like, yeah, no, actually, no, you've, got, you've got a point. Yeah, yeah. And he zips it up, and then his his hoodie says, bros before hoes. And then immediately <laughs> he says, no, let's go. Let's go and find this bad guy, and we'll keep you girls safe. And it's like it, it becomes this just kind of, and, and the girls just kind of go, <sighs> Like, and the one guy who's acting kind of normal, sort of the main guy who's been doing most of the talking when they, when they first came to the house, uh, he, like, seems to kind of agree with the girls for the most part. And the girls say, you're not going with them, are you? Like, you know, this is dumb. And he's like, yeah, I agree. You know, you guys are right. But my toxic masculinity is just kind of 
you know, forcing me to do it. So he he just goes with them anyway. Um, maybe him actually using the phrase toxic masculinity was a maybe a step too far because it's kind of beating you over oh, the head yeah. with a joke. But everything up until that point, I thought was really funny. With the, with the guys just kind of like making their dumb plan, which is just going to get them all killed, ignoring the girls who have got a plan and have thought this through. You know, um, I thought it was okay. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, it's fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay just fun okay no more thoughts <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh there's a couple more kills i did enjoy uh so the guy with the guitar he gets killed uh the the drill gets smashes up the guitar and it like one of the guitar strings gets caught in the end of the drill so when he's drilling his face with the drill the guitar string is going like a propeller that one was cool yeah that was a fun day. it was a good visual uh, we were seeing it from behind and then like him having to like pull the string out of the because uh, guitar strings are metal for anyone who's not played the guitar like those guitar mm. strings especially on electric guitars are, are metal so they're 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 pretty lethal feeling if you like try and like you know not that I've ever tried to strangle someone with one but you know <laughs> you can kind of feel when you're tightening them and you're kind of like sure. messing with them that they, they feel like they could do a lot of damage uh, mm. especially going at a speed like that around a around a drill um <laughs> that's right but uh yeah so they, they get back to the house they actually kill the killer this is the big thing where you know we're about two-thirds out of the movie and they're able to actually successfully murder him uh <laughs> where th- their whole plan plays out where they make it look like one of them has been stabbed through the door but she wasn't really and then they all sort of jump out with their weapons and whatnot and they actually kill him dead um and then we actually jump to the morning where it's nice and bright and sunny and we, you know, we, we, we have the last act of the movie play out in daylight, which I kind of bugged me a little bit because it kind of feels like, okay, I get that you want it to be different and this, you know, solidifies that we're in like a new phase of the movie and whatnot, but you know what? Slasher movie stuff just plays better in night. And I, 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 I well, I don't think it would have necessarily saved the, the killer uh, and the deaths like, from this point on. I, I, I do think it would improve that a little bit than just having it all play out in mm-hmm. daytime. Uh, That's it, fair. It's one of those things that makes it feel more low budget. And I know a lot of it was already in night, so it's not like they weren't doing night shoots, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I do like that they, yeah, like they're, you know, the, again, they're very, like, proactive and smart about it. Like, you know, there isn't any, like, running away or like, oh, he's probably dead, so we can ignore him now. Like, you know, they, like, they beat him for, like, a long-ass time, and then, yeah, they, like, watch the body the whole night to make sure, like, you know, like, it is, like, you know, there's a very meta feel to it where, like, they realize that they're in a horror movie, so they're like, no, we want to make sure that he's dead, he's not giving up, so we're gonna, like, stay right here. Even though, like, he's not, he's not really shown signs of, like, coming back to life, but, like, I mean, I know yeah. technically people assumed he was dead, but he just, he, he fell in the war. Like, it's pretty believable that he just... You know, yeah. swam <laughs> and got out. It's, it's not, it's not that you know far fetched. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they they stab him repeatedly after he's already dead, and like uh, the main girl's insistent that they watch the body. Although the, the little sister of the other character kind of gets bored and stops doing it at a certain point. Uh, and then the other big twist, if you want to call it that, uh, towards the end of the movie, because because the deaths start happening again. Uh, where you know the, the 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 what was supposed to be the ditzy girl turns out to be quite a good mechanic, and she's working on the car and fixing it. Mm-hmm. And she has a pretty fun death where uh, the the killer, this new killer, turns on the engine, and the the blade in the engine like sort of slices her face up. Uh, mm-hmm. 
it was just fun death, you know, legs are sticking out yep. of the, 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 the car because the, the hood's down and there's <laughs> blood spurting about. It's just kind of a fun moment. Uh, that's all right. Uh, then there's some nail gun antics uh, with nails coming through the window mm-hmm. and, like, you know, having to, them having to duck and dive and uh, the one girl gets the nail through the eye, which kills her. So I think the, the problem with this last section, though, is that all of a sudden they are, they're all not prepared anymore and they actually have to take it seriously. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like for the first two thirds of the movie, the, the main cast, for the most part, are kind of completely safe. And then the last third, of course, and I get why you want the, the threat to rise and you want them to now be in danger. But it kind of like nothing that worked about this movie before was actually like worrying about them being killed so once they once yeah. they start getting emotional and like oh my god our friend's dead and oh no we have to try and get out of here alive i was like eh, i don't know if i really want this from you movie <laughs> yeah no i, I agree I, I like them being a little bit more badass and proactive instead of like you know it's not like they completely fall to like you know uh just completely helpless like horror movie tropes or whatever but yeah it's it was a lot more fun seeing them being prepared and like taking charge and stuff beforehand versus yeah now where it is starting to feel a little bit more like a basic horror movie yeah so it's a bit more generic uh and you know by the numbers at this point uh the, the big twist of course is it's actually the the older woman from the the shop that, that gave them the house that is actually the mother of the killer and is now getting revenge in the last half hour uh, i appreciate that this is kind of like doing like an inverse friday the 13th Mm-hmm. in a lot of ways where she comes after the Jason killing spree if you want to call it that uh, yeah. so you know I, I get maybe the, the fun of and the idea of doing that I don't think it's actually that interesting or exciting when you find out that it's her uh, or when you see her going like you know one on one with her main character or when the main character's mum shows up and has like a duel mm-hmm. with her I don't really think I care all that much <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's not horrible it just it wasn't as fun as the stuff beforehand so it feels like you know like you're just going downhill a little bit instead of like everything kind of rocketing up to like this big explosion awesome finale instead it's kind of like all right yeah this is fine but i know yeah not as cool as what we just saw (laughs) well i think part of the problem is is that you know it stops being that tongue-in-cheek so that's the kind of a problem uh, and it's kind of try to take itself seriously, which is it's not as good at. But the other thing is, the killer before was fun. Like he was so over the top mm. and animated, and the way he looked at people, the the, the way he kind of like really loved his drill and wanted to, yeah. <laughs> and wanted to penetrate people with his drill. Like all of that was very entertaining. And every time he was on screen, I was being entertained. And this mm. old woman just isn't as threatening, isn't as funny. Isn't as I don't know. There's just there's no presence with her. She's just kind of like it's more believable they can put up a fight, obviously, because it's just an old woman. But yeah, it, you know, it's it's not as as fun. And they 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 have the one callback where the, the the mother gets like stabbed in the hand, but she's like, I've got no feeling in that hand because I got a drill go through it yeah. thirty years ago. So they're able to fight back and win. And the movie just ends with all the surviving characters hugging. Uh, which is basically the 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 big sister and little sister, our main character and the mum, uh, are the survivors, and it, it ends there. It just cuts to credits. She basically she ends up running towards like uh, the I think it was the mother, and then she she didn't she like pick up the drill off the ground and 
basically like run into it. Uh, the, it? it was a drill bit, yeah, because when uh, yeah, when when the when the first killer was fighting with the main character, her blade actually cut off the the drill bit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, she picks up the drill bit at the end and stabs her with it. So, um, I, I, I guess like. I also struggled to feel like what the final 30 minutes was saying, if anything. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like the first two-thirds of the movie, it's doing all these things with the genre, and it's having mm-hmm. fun poking and subverting things. But you get to that last half hour, and it kind of feels like... It just feels like it has to... Oh, we have to have like an actual ending to a movie, so we have to do a more serious, <laughs> like, they're in danger kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel like it... <sighs> Like, I guess you could say, oh, it's playing on the idea that this this horrible mother is, like, blaming other women for how his son is, and mm-hmm. she's kind of a bad influence on him and is, is part of the pro. You know, I, maybe you can sort of stretch it to some of that, but I I, I just didn't really feel so she, it. She, like, even, yeah, she even, like, blames the girls at one point because she says, like, oh, like, I wanted to put, like, wanted you just to go yeah. to sleep so you wouldn't tempt him. Like, it's their fault because... Yeah. yeah. Which, I, it was a fair statement and idea to have don't get me wrong like, i i get the, oh, yeah, yeah. the desire to do it but i don't think it really makes the final 30 minutes of this movie interesting it's not it's not enough yeah. it, especially since they have to kind of treat her like more of a threat than the actual killer because when they were dealing with the actual killer everything was like oh this is kind of a fun game of cat and mouse because they're prepared for him and okay you can tell me okay we're not prepared for the second killer which is why we're having a harder time and why it's mm-hmm. tougher but it, it, it still shouldn't feel like sh- it's more difficult to this extent. It kind of, you know, the way they they take it so yeah. seriously. And I, I get why they take it seriously. Their friends start actually being killed as opposed to before. Right. But uh, the the tone shift kind of robs it of its charm a little bit. And that, I think that's why the last half hour, well, not bad, not terrible. It just kind of, it's like, okay, we have to have a ending to the movie that has the, the drama that you expect from a slasher movie. Yeah. And also, it's like a little, I don't know, like, like I didn't have any problem with the mom, um, like the main character's mom. Uh, but I don't know, it's like hard to get like super psyched when she comes back because it's like, well, like, we don't really know you that well. Like, we haven't mm-hmm. seen you most of the movie. And like, um, it, it might be different if this was, you know, like a long running franchise and this was the return of a beloved character. Like, that might be, that might kind of work in that sense. But since it's like, yeah like a character we don't really know that much it's just like oh yeah what a- oh yeah i forgot that the mom said she was gonna check up on him okay i guess this works yeah it also doesn't really explain how the mom found her because they, they didn't go to the place they were supposed to go right yeah uh i mean i guess like the girls at the start when she asked where are you going for the weekend the two friends said different places so maybe she just checked out mm-hmm. both uh and maybe, you know maybe that was the mistake is that one of the girls said the the real place as opposed to the the fake mm-hmm. you know the fake location they were supposedly going to so maybe that's how she it almost feels like it's missing a subplot of her trying to find where they are like you know her searching for her daughter and like maybe ramping up to the point where she's going to come in and make the save and maybe it's less surprising when she makes a save in that case but i don't know it just it it didn't have that much impact it was just kind of like oh yeah i suppose i was expecting you to show up at some point also like i mean i don't know like i i don't want to pick it apart too much because like i don't think you're supposed to be focusing on like these kind of parts of the movie, but it does feel kind of weird that it's like, yeah, like don't really know too much about these characters. And it's like, all right, like the, I don't know, like, like, like how do they really know so much like about this killer? And like, like, how does she know? Like, 
you know, oh, like, this is what my mom wants, and, like, this is why, like, oh, this will, like, finally set her free and make her, like, less afraid and stuff. Like, is the mom still talking about him and worrying about him? You know, like, is it that big a deal? Like, I don't, I don't know, like, when did they hatch this plan? Like, why are the other girls, like, so into it? Uh, I don't know. It's, I, it's, I, it's a dumb I, thing to think about, but... No, I agree with the last part. I agree with, the, like, how did the three other girls all be willing to try mm. and take on a serial killer on their own with their friend? Uh, yeah. And when I say on their own, I mean, like, on their own as a group of girls and, you know, without mm. police and, like, SWAT teams and, and whatever yeah, else you right. might want. Um, so, I, like, like I, if they I, are I, very confident... Sorry. I was going to say, I agree with that part. I, I don't necessarily agree with the other part, though, because I don't think she does know that this will help her mom. She just, just, she just thinks it will. She thinks it will because her mother's scared all the time and they may be getting closure mm. with the killer definitely being dead. will finally let her be less of a hermit. Like, that's the hope. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like we like I don't know, don't really like spend like that much time with, with the characters in the beginning. That it's not like oh, okay, I I get like why this you know is something you need to do, why it's affecting your life. But I mean, it, it's whatever. It's not like a huge thing. Like yeah, again, you're not supposed to think about it too much. I or at least yeah, you know, I don't I don't think I I am, but I don't know. I think the biggest problem with the movie is probably that because of its subversion and kind of like playful nature that it has for the first two thirds, because, you know, we have these characters who are pretending to be tropes, uh, a la mm. Cabin in the Woods or Final Girls or whatever. But then you have uh, the reveal that they're, they're here to hunt the killer. So this was all a, like a, a plan. This was all like a, uh, you know, Yes, but this was all just a charade to like get get the the killer off his guard and sort of target them or whatever, right? But as all that stuff's playing out and you have all the stuff with the guys and all that, all of it's very lighthearted. All of it's very easygoing. All of it feels like our main characters are not in any danger. It's really difficult, I think, for the audience to suddenly care that them that they're actually in danger in the last twenty five thirty minutes. Because that's true, yeah. Because they they feel like they're untouchable for the first two thirds. Mm. So when they start being killed off in the back third and they start like taking it very seriously and getting very emotional, it's hard to treat it with the the attitude and reverence that it should it, you know, it wants to be demanding because ultimately the first two thirds of the movie did not put me in the place for this. Sure. You know, I yeah. I have I've been treating them like cartoon characters almost the whole movie because they're <laughs> they're they're untouchable and the killer is this almost, you know, uh wily coyote <laughs> character and yeah. so it's really hard in the last 30 minutes to suddenly be like oh i need to take it seriously when they're crying over each other and saying oh we have to survive and you know whatever uh, i'll risk my life to save you i'm like i can't take it the drama seriously because the movie has put me in too much of a fun this is not that serious feeling the whole time yeah so there yeah. you go that's just basically it um <laughs> Yeah, I uh, no, I I agree with that, and it's it probably does sound maybe coming off like being like a little harsh, but again, it's like it's not saying that this is like horrible or the worst thing or like oh I hated this last part. It's like oh no, it's just that yeah maybe it wasn't as good as it could have been, and it's, and it's just in relation to some of the other stuff they like better in the movie. Um, because yeah, again overall still did really like you know enjoy the movie. Like I definitely don't think it's a bad. Uh, didn't have a bad time at all I think you said earlier it's like an easy watch like yeah you can put it on I don't think you're gonna get bored um but yeah you 
might not be like, wow, this is like my new favorite movie ever, but I think it is definitely, yeah, worth checking out. Yeah, it's not an amazing thing by any means, but it, like, it's definitely better than I think most people assumed that a Slumber Party Massacre remake in 2021 would probably turn out, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a lot of stuff going for this that does not sound like it would be good at all, like, it's, it's a remake from a, like, movie, like, what, 30-something years ago, uh it's low budget it's on sci-fi it's like yeah a lot of the fact that it's you know not just watchable but actually kind of good is pretty surprising yeah yeah so take the lens <laughs> where you can yeah. um but you know doesn't mean it's perfect though and there are things to kind of mm. critique it, it what's funny though is that I, if you compare it to the original films a little bit, I feel like mm. this level of critique would never happen with the originals. And it's not that the originals <laughs> sure. were necessarily better, although I think I probably enjoy the first two at least more than this one. Mm. Uh, but I think the reason why this is... Uh, th th this is l lending itself to us to say this is why the last act doesn't work that well when we would never really talk about the first two movies that way is because... Oh, yeah this is is trying to subvert things it's trying to actually kind of play with the genres it, you know it, essentially it is trying to aim higher than those original films ever did those original <laughs> films are just dumb slasher movies with schlocky <laughs> ideas and uh, there's, there's some subversion in the second one this, the second one is definitely <laughs> intentionally doing silly things with the the tropes of the genre <laughs> but th th this one it feels like it's actually trying to be this kind of almost meta commentary or mm -hmm. well it's been a love letter don't get me wrong it's, it's not like dissing on the franchise but it does kind mm -hmm. of feel like it's aiming a little higher and because of that if some things don't work it's actually there's more to critique with this one even though technically mm -hmm. speaking this may actually be the most ambitious of the summer party massacre movies uh mm -hmm. so sure. <laughs> you know uh so again give credit where credit is due for for for, for that but uh yeah okay, uh, I guess we can rate the movie, Timmy. Uh, what are you, what are you feeling? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with a six point five. Uh, it, it, to me, it's in that like good, but not like really good to great kind of territory. Uh, there, I, I was you know surprised because um, I I think more than horror, I'm I'm like very critical about comedy, like. I like I can stomach like bad horror more than I can bad comedy. Uh, but surprisingly, I, I I think a lot of the jokes worked uh, in this for me. Um, there was other jokes that didn't work, like unfortunately. So the, there was like sometimes that I, I, some jokes and stuff I rolled my eyes off, uh, and then sometimes too I, I felt like there was a little bit of a um, like too much of an emphasis like on, on some jokes where it would be like, you know, like I feel like they would like take a beat and be like. Uh, see what we just did there like uh, kind of soak that in um like uh kind of stuff but um so like uh annoying me but the but i mean overall um yeah i liked it the uh gore and stuff like it could have been better but again it wasn't as like you know bad as you would think and uh and yeah it definitely does have the look of a um you know like straight to you know cable kind of digital uh movie like we discussed so Again, it probably sounding like you know negative, but I, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of easier to like point out some of the flaws than a lot of the stuff I liked about it because a lot of stuff is just being like, oh, I like that thing that was funny, or oh yeah, I like that thing that was cool, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, I, I, again, uh, definitely not bad. Uh, actually, pretty surprisingly good. Um, 
not life-changing, but uh, a fun watch. Yeah. 6 out of 10. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. <laughs> I've said, my, I've said my piece. I don't have to go. I, I think it's a very reasonable, better than expected, uh, but that doesn't mean there's no flaws and it doesn't mean that there's not sure. uh, some things to critique. It's a bit of credit to it for actually aiming a little higher and uh, at times kind of achieving what it's setting out to do. Uh, but I wouldn't say it sticks to that. You know, I, I think it's sort of like, as I, when I, as I was getting to the midpoint of the movie where things were really starting to click into place, I thought, oh, this may actually be quite good. But then, it it you know sometimes you find out that that's when the movie peaks, and if it goes yeah. back down after that, then you feel oh, okay, all right. There was a lot. There was more potential here than was a, than was attained, and you 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 know you 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 feel that lack of potential uh, being reached, and you that that you know that, that hurts a little bit, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but not bad by any means. So, uh, so I guess the big question: Will you be watching this movie on Halloween night? Uh, no. Okay. Have you revealed what you will be watching on Halloween? No. I don't know what I'm watching on Halloween. Are you doing a live stream? I don't know if it'll be on Halloween itself. It kind of depends what day I'm free to, to do the big stream. Okay. But I'll be doing a stream depends. that weekend. Because okay. Halloween's on a Sunday. It, the, That's stream, right. the stream might be a Friday or Saturday or the Sunday itself. But okay. whatever night I do the big 12-hour stream on, it'll be... There'll be some watching for sure, yes. Okay. <laughs> will, will you reveal the movies ahead of time? If I pick them ahead of time, yeah. <laughs> so wait, is, is part of the stream just like you scrolling through Netflix being like, oh, I no, haven't seen no, this? No, no, no. <laughs> like, I, I, tend, I tend to pick before I start the stream, but like I don't necessarily okay. tend to always have like a, oh, next week on stream we're doing this. <laughs> well, that's great. You know, it gives people a lot of time uh, to load up the movies themselves. <laughs> Tim, we live in an age where everything is rentable or streamable. Okay. <laughs> well, people have to plan their purchases. They, you know, if they're going to have to spend like, you know, three bucks to rent everything, maybe there's other, there's some movies they want to do uh, that they'll, you know, save money for versus <laughs> other ones they won't care for. So I actually think I would do a decent job of giving them a little bit of warning what I've been watching this month uh, throughout October. But it's nice that Tim is choosing to critique. Uh, how I run the watch party streams. Thank you, Tammy. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. This, this one's done. Uh, Tim, pose for the thumbnail, will you? Three, okay. two, one. Pose. <laughs> very good. Very good. Tim's slumbering. Uh, I'm actually very tired, so that made me want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I will thank our Patreon producers for the month, shall I? Who uh, are they? Uh, thank you to Tyler S. and the Palisades, David Short, Bored Now, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, David Brown, and Stanley. So, thank you to them. What if I, what if I contributed to the pa Patreon? Would you have to thank me? If you did it at the producer tier. <laughs> if you, if you want, if you want to. You know, give twenty dollars a month to be a producer. That's that's on you, Tim. I'm just curious, like how you would do it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you just said, "Hey, I would like a thanks at the end of the show for being on the show," I would be like, "Sure, thanks to Tim for for being on the show." 
Which arguably Aye. is is even more important than the Patreon producers. <laughs> as much as I love the Patreon producers, T- Tim's an essential part of the whole process here. Okay. <laughs> Was that enough? Thanks for you, you prick. <laughs> Do you want serenaded lavish with gifts? Kind of hurt. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Give me a 4K player. <laughs> oh, you, you want to make the jump to 4K? Are you getting the itch? No, not yet. You see, uh, can my PlayStation play 4K? How does that work? Yeah, your PS5 can. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now you've already got one yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, should PS5. Assuming you've got it hooked up to a 4K TV, you can. I mean, te- te- oh, my TV has to be 4K now. <laughs> well, well, yes. I mean, te- well, technically, you can still watch the 4K because the PS5 will play them. Uh, you'll still get to watch them, but you won't be getting it in 4K. It'll be, it'll be down converting for your TV. It just will look like a DVD. Well, Blu-ray more so than a DVD, oh. but okay. No, it's not going to down convert it that much, Timmy. <laughs> it, it doesn't slap you in the wrist going, you don't have a good TV so you're not even going to get last generation TV you're going to get 1996 TV <laughs> alright good night everybody thank you for watching like subscribe comment ding the bell for notifications and of course you can support us over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as a dollar per month uh, and we'll we don't have the streams bonuses in particular back on a regular schedule yet, but we will be discussing that soon. So, yes, go and go check out Patreon. But that's us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, and we will see you next time. <laughs>